podcast is all episode 27 we are a podcast about culture and things you can find us anywhere podcasts are let's take to. the seinfeld route we're, we're a podcast about essentially nothing essentially we just happen to hit culture sometimes a lot like we talk about it a lot happen to talk about whatever's the newest as thing a, for like however many minutes and then we move on to as whatever. a former member of this show used to say we are an umbrella of topics mm. yeah exactly my feelings too towards that term that, that term that sounds pretentious podcast uh pastel podcast 716 on twitter itunes spotify Castbox, google listen whatever you're listening to we're there as always i'm max cambria with me john peroni what are we well, first of all, happy Cyber Monday. That's what I want to say. But second of all, what do we? Uh, what do you want to get into? We know what we want to get into. The motherfucking Irishman. The Irishman. Scorsese back at the gangster flick. Some some thought overdone. He did it. He beat it to death with Casino and Goodfellas. Why should he do it again? Um. But I thought I would say it's very very different from Casino and Goodfellas. Extremely different. Closer to Goodfellas than Casino. And the reason is because of the source material. For sure, that book. It's all real. Well, not well, all the real. book. It's a lot of this is real. A lot a of it degree. is real to a certain degree. First of all, they they still don't know what happened to Jimmy Hoffa, hmm. and that's not a spoiler. If you don't know Jimmy Hoffa, you don't know you know about that. That's a historical. Thing. If you don't, if he you just, don't know like, a little he bit vanished, about, bro, and they don't know what happened. They still don't know. I thought they found a body. It's crazy. Such a big. Oh yeah, that is crazy. At the end of the movie, spoilers. If you haven't watched it, just yeah, skip. Spoiler how, Skip however many minutes deep in this podcast. Alert. It'll be in the comments or on Twitter, like how many minutes you have to be in to get away from Irishman comments. Um, they're like putting in like a fake flooring at the house that they're going to cap them at. And it doesn't look fake. It looks like they're just putting in like the, you know, like fake tile. Yeah. And that, I think that was because they rolled them up in it and wiped off the walls from blood. And then that was it. I think, well, yes. Well, they cremated his ass in the movie. Right. But I'm saying to get him out of the oh, house. Yeah. Oh, for sure. That's, that that's not why been... he dragged him like three feet and then let go and walked out of the house after he died. Right. And I think that he, um, that tile, I think that was just, they, they cut the carpet and that was what was underneath. They mm. could have been putting something down though. I think it was just the carpet they were cutting, but either yeah, way. Yeah, they could have done that and then just put a new just, carpet over the top or they something. They don't even need to, bro. Fuck it. I mean, there's a record of him being there possibly. So I'm sure they, there might be a like witness. The two guys that, that were sitting. Well, there might be a witness on that street. That yeah. saw them. But other than that, everybody knew he was supposed to be at that hotel. His car was there in the movie. They took him. They gave him a ride. Yep. The only person who really knows. The only one who could have ratted was his son. son. Which is wild that they put him there. But he's also not his blood son. Right. However, they were pretty close as portrayed were, by the movie. As portrayed by the movie, which is like his son must have not really known what was going on. Or did he? Or I don't know, man. It's they really leave that open because they I feel like they don't know and they don't want to like put words in his mouth type thing. Right. Like that's the biggest question mark right. of how did they not figure this out? Because what's De Niro makes a good point during the movie. He's like, it's kind of crazy that nobody ever uh, broke down and, and ratted because, you know, three guys can only keep a secret when two are dead. Right. So like that's another mob miracle. You could say <laughs> I think it's a mob miracle. If there was more outcry around jimmy hoffa's death like there is for like jfk then i think people would they know never by figured now. well i guess you could say they figured but here's out the thing JFK. about well here's it all ties in because when he dies during the irishman movie they show it on the news and a 
when Bettino just <laughs> sits back down, like he does not give a fuck. I was like, cold. You are a cold then, bastard. No, no, no. See, that's not the coldest you part. Fucking the coldest bastard. part. Coldest part of where he goes, nah, he's just another lawyer. I know. That's fucking <laughs> wild, bro. And then he goes, put my fucking flag at full mast. Put that shit back that up. That shows how that's much. I didn't realize gangster. how much beef there was between Hoffa and, well, and The way they explained it, Kennedy. and now none of this is confirmed, but the way that they explained how, well, the mob put him there. And then his brother came in, gets put, gets that's, nepotized into being the that's attorney cool. general. That's closer to a fact than you think. Absolutely, I'm I'm with you there. Like a I'm lot, with you. that's an understood thing. Like people understand that. Yeah, Rob got into get into attorney general, and he came after organized crime through unions and through other things, and they didn't like that. Mm-hmm. Now, then there's it goes into the whole especially thing. when they got his brother the fucking gig, and yeah. then they whacked. The best line in the movie was, "If they could whack a fucking president." They could whack right, the president bro, of a union. You can't be putting that on a major motion picture. People, people Yo, online gonna go crazy. That's not <laughs> just a major motion picture. That's like the major motion picture. Like I know they they made that a fact to a lot of a lot of people are just gonna take this as like oh that happened, <laughs> which hey maybe and I it's hope like so. oh that's the real could that be that. could that be the mafia paying Oswald to do it? Could that be them also being a shooter there? Like come on, bro, you're opening up the door to a lot of possibilities. Well, a lot of people have a lot of experts have completely sworn off the theory that there was only one shooter. Like they're, ha- they're saying there has to be multiple shooters now. Like, like rifle experts. Well, like that show of documents the they release that they released like in 2017 about right. it. I remember no everybody freaking out. I mean, I don't know who's gone through all those detail for detail, but I mean, they were still just as lost in the whole thing as anybody, anybody is. It's crazy how many, like they show a montage of him throwing out guns because from right. all the people he had to kill. It was so easy to get killed and have nobody figure out how you died back then. Nowadays, with it no feels... DNA, bro, and no and barely mm-hmm. any fingerprinting. Come on. Yeah, they only got fingerprinting in Plus, like bro, partial way through the movie. They they sl- they greased palms of lawyers and judges. I mean, even if someone did get caught, he said that's why it took until that point in the movie when he was so old for them to really crack down. And Dude, he gave Nixon fifty thousand under the table and got the presidential pardon. <laughs> that's crazy. Remember See, that? That's like yeah. that's some. They mentioned shit. that so casually and then just skated over it. Like they didn't keep because, talking about like, that at all. Yeah, that's some crook shit. Mm-hmm. That is some crazy. And then shit. fucking uh, Gallo wants to go or not? Not Gallo. Um, who's the fucking union president? Was it Gallo? Did I miss, miss Hoffa. Hoffa. Yeah, I'm thinking of Sebastian's character because I keep thinking about Sebastian Maniscalco's role in the movie. I can't. Who's a famous stand-up? You didn't buy it. You didn't like it. He was a stand-up guy, right? No. What was he? He was a f- it was a boss. He was another boss. Oh yeah. Okay. Yeah. Yeah. yeah the stand-up yeah. guy was played by by, right, by right, right. Uh, fuck. Who was the stand-up? It was by a real fucking stand-up. Yeah, but he played Don Rickles. Oh yeah, it was that. Yeah, yeah, yeah. He did play Don Rickles. Yeah. They only mentioned that it was Rickles like once, I think. Yeah. It, like I thought it was even, just a random bro. stand-up, and then they go, "What? Rickles can joke around and right. shit." Uh, right. Which is fuck. Funny. He's played by a big fucking comedian who's bald and says a lot of fucked up shit. And I want to say Edward Norton, but that's the dude from Hulk he's, and American History X. He's not. He's only bald in oh, American Jim Nor- History. Oh, Jim Norton. Jim, Jim Norton. Jim Norton. There you go. Jim Norton. Jim Norton. Yeah, but I thought, like, Scorsese always takes a lot of time to build the world around his characters, especially in the mafia movies. Like, this is three hours long. Dude, but okay. That is so one thing. It was funny. Three where and a half is too long. They could have got it done in 245. What, what, what take out? It's not as egregious as... Uh, What's the uh, Hollywood uh, Brad Pitt recent Once Upon, oh, a, time Once in upon a Time in Hollywood? That had some shit that had 
nothing to do with the plot or character <laughs> development, like whatsoever. Yeah, it was an anti-plot maybe. Oh, that, that 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 I agree. That movie was basically the anti-plot. They only showed things that mattered maybe a third of the time, just to keep you guessing, which is crazy considering most people went into the movie knowing that it was about the Sharon Tate murders. Whatever. Where's it going with that? Right. I, I do think a lot of it helps with the plot and character development, but considering that De Niro's character doesn't really have much of a shift or like his, like you could say that his arc only really changes right at the end where he gets like kind of religious and confesses a couple things to the, to the priest. Other than that, no. he plays the same dude the whole movie from the age of 30 right. to 70, his character and what his decisions would be in whatever scenario are stagnant. So his arc is flat. It does, he doesn't change. Yo, you see, changed. you see, uh, he arcs for sure. You bro. see Hoffa change the he most. He started as a truck driver, and he right, didn't no, start I'm saying by his personality people. and character, the way he talks and, and operates, is like the same the whole think, time. I'm saying Hoffa is the real borderline main character. I think, I think that him and he De Niro is shared a main it. character, but I think that De Niro for sure had an arc. Hoffa did less so because Hoffa couldn't change, which is why he died, bro. No, Hoffa was cool with everybody, mad tight with, uh, and then he wasn't. He couldn't you know, adapt because he kept, because he like had in prison. He like snapped a little bit and became like fuck everybody. This is my union. He started talking shit about quote mafiosos. But and they how wouldn't protect. Like, I mean, they wouldn't protect his money, and they wouldn't protect him, which is why he got caught for fraud. And then then he was like, all right, now I'm gonna fuck these guys over. No, he didn't get caught for fraud because they refused to protect him. Bro, it's all inter- intertwined. He went, he went in. For that, because of Bobby Kennedy. Right. And the mafia tried to put their foot down on Kennedy Sr. To tell his kids. To tell his pops. Yeah, and I do think that... uh, I think that Jack Kennedy was with the shits. He knew what was up. He he probably told Bobby, yo, bring it down a notch, man. <laughs> but I think he didn't Bro, give a shit. Cool. I think he just didn't give a shit and was like, fuck all these assholes. Yo, I'm cool getting it. them all in I prison. I got a motorcade next week. Cool it, bro. <laughs> yep. Yep, I got a motorcade next week. Fuck out of here, bro. It's in Texas. Everybody's going to have a real good shot at me. You got to call it, bro. <laughs> no, but fucking, I think De Niro had an arc. It's really subtlety. He's trying to, I mean, he's one of those characters where he's not really in cinema a lot. It's just like cold kind of man-man. And, you know, he was traumatized. That's why he keeps the door open at the end of the movie. Because even though everybody's dead, he still thinks someone think that, could come after him, bro. I don't him, think bro. that was from trauma. I don't think that was from trauma. Why do you think he leaving the door open? He's opening his daughter. It was a. It was a. Um, because at the a end tribute. of the movie, he it was cared a, about no, his daughter. It was a tribute moment. to Hoffa because Hoffa did that when they were sharing the suite back when they weren't as tight. When he was like, "I, you, your name can't be on the registry at the hotel, so you yeah. gotta stay in my suite." Blah blah right. blah. He, uh, that's what he did. He left it open a crack, and he like looks and notices, and it's like a big like thing. Like, look at why the door. Like, think about why the door is open, and they want you to think that it's because. Like he's scared that uh, that the Irishman is gonna do some dumb shit or whatever, but really I think it was like a like an open door like a like a friendly thing. I think that's what he was trying to mimic. Well, how would an open door be? Listen, man, paranoid people associated with breaking the law are more likely to shut the door and lock it in three different places than to leave it cracked. You know what I'm saying? Like, but Hoffa was breaking all sorts of laws. But I'm saying if it's from paranoia, it's not from that. 
I mean, no, it's, it's from, from Par- dude. We're if, talking about a guy who was in 411 days of combat. That's why killing came so naturally to him. He was he already in fuck. the shits, bro. He didn't give a. He fuck. He was so deep in the shits when he. I mean, he's, we're talking a World War II veteran, bro. That man had trauma. You have to accept it. Maybe the door wasn't because he was paranoid. Um, right. I'm. He for sure had trauma and PTSD. Here's what I think that to me the open door is at, towards the end of the movie. In my opinion, he had an arc. Maybe it wasn't a complete arc, but it was an arc nonetheless. Where he started caring about his daughter more, who was always on the periphery. This whole movie, by the way, is on the periphery of all of Scorsese's other gangster movies. Really, it's like the the movie that's on the edges of those. And the so the daughter he cares about more. He's trying to make the effort to connect with her way more so than he ever ever tried before. Before it was she just doesn't like, give a fuck, and she doesn't give a fuck. I'm about surprised. Him. Every other movie they would have like patched it up right before he dies in yeah. some corny ass no. way. That's why he leaves he the goes, door open. He He's goes, expecting either yes. to get hit or for his daughter to walk through. The daughter to walk through was what I was expecting, and I, I bet I would put my left nut that they shot a version of an ending scene they where she have. walks in, and they were like, "Nah, can it? We're we're going with the sad shit." And I, you know, uh, Joey Coco Diaz. Yeah, I think he was cast in the movie, and then they nixed his. They nixed his Why? part. Why is he talking about being cast? I thought, yeah, I thought he did, yeah. And they, he wasn't in there at all. And me and Cam, my buddy, were losing our minds, thinking, "Yo, Coco is an assassin that gets sent in at the last second to kill him. He's gonna be the last <laughs> thing you see in the Irishman. Coco is gonna have the biggest role in the whole movie." Blah blah blah. And then he they went to black, and we were like, "What the fuck?" Like we were so <laughs> pissed. They had to have caught. I was googling it afterwards. They caught him out. There's no way he was in the movie. Damn. People thought he might have been the singer uh, at the one award ceremony where Hoffa presents the Irishman with the uh, whatever the fuck. And they're like, nope, that's a Sopranos reference. That guy's name is like Steve Van Hot or something. Right. So, yeah, he's not in there. That's crazy, bro. Sebastian had a pretty big role. He was like the main. He was like a villain for like eight minutes straight at least. <laughs> And they really, you know, I go, wow, man, he was in this movie for longer than I thought. And then I'm like watching as it goes. And I'm watching him go to dinner and they're talking about wanting to kill him. And I go, oh, he's not in the movie anymore. Like, <laughs> like I knew like three minutes ahead of time. That, that was, was that was po- arguably the best killing, though, of the movie. Um, Let me think. There was a lot. <laughs> well, I mean, lot. like the long the one the one that he explains the most or the ones that he explains longer out of those, like skip all the short ones. I thought that Hoffa's death was kind of... I mean, Hoffa was, was like the death. But they didn't make it dramatic. It was like, he was like... That's let's pretty get, dramatic. I like that he walked in and was like, oh, let's get out of here. Gets past his boy by like about a foot and then just a bang, bang. He always double taps. You ever notice that? I think Always that double taps to the head. I think you that Hoffa knew he was about to get whacked. Bye. Bye. He well, saw nobody, he he saw nobody in that house mm-hmm. and he couldn't face... And he was getting the fuck out of there. Where was he going to go? I'm not sure. Plus, there was that creeper with the glasses in that mo- fucking movie in the car anyway. That dude's ready to pull a cord on anybody, it seemed like. I mean, he did strangle the one guy. Right. I like how they showed people, like, like right when a new small character would get introduced, you'd see a bubble that was, like, shot three times in the head in 1984. Dude, that was so that funny. Was, and, then, <laughs> and then later in the movie, like, part good. of, like, before they end everything, the second to last scene is him killing all those people. Right. Like they show, like I thought they were just like mob deaths, but they were all his kills, right? Because he's the narrator, really. Except, except for the one guy, the only people who had those bubbles that weren't killed by him was uh, Fat Joe. Died by natural causes, like by many, right? <laughs> it, liked by many, died of natural causes. Two thousand and Joe baby. Kennedy, right? Why did they show Joe Kennedy? He wasn't even facing the screen. 
know. Why waste an old man in a wheelchair? Because maybe people who are watching who don't really know much about the Kennedy family in general are like, oh, I wonder what happened to this pops. <laughs> and they're like, oh. Because they, well, they do talk about him like almost dying, like him right. coming close. So I guess that makes sense to tie that up at the loose end. But overall, I mean, overall, 8.7 out of 10. Yeah, I'd say that's, that's a good score. Maybe like, yeah, 8.5, 8.7. It was good cinema, man. Could have trimmed it down, but it was still way better than most three-hour movies as far as retaining my attention. Like, usually oh, sure. I have to split those across a couple of days. I got to take breaks, and I was just barely able to watch it all the way through. I wonder how Netflix, what the deal, like the ink deal on a Scorsese Netflix movie oh, looks like, because ridiculous. the deal included theatrical release, because we, we actually, I didn't know this, but we could have gone to the North Park before it came out and watched it. Right. I yeah. didn't know that. I heard about um, that. And then he had his premiere. But, like, do they get a certain amount of money per view as well or a flat amount and then increasing i think some. okay beforehand like it always comes out hey kevin hart got this much for his netflix well, budget or, and shit comes into it for sure but like they're i think they have a number that they're guaranteed and then part of it might be related to how many views it gets how many clicks yeah that's crazy bro. but i think the majority like all i think the actors mostly get just a straight number that they know ahead of time and then i think like maybe scorsese and like maybe De Niro and Pacino. Well, maybe they part get of this like a deal, percentage. Part of this deal must have been a massive um, publicity part of the budget. Because think about it. How often does Netflix interview? It wasn't the biggest. It wasn't Dude, the biggest. Netflix t- releases interviews on basically all of the, the actors in that movie about what it's like working with Scorsese. They put it out in theaters. They put posters out. They put ads out on YouTube. They Which put, for Netflix is a ton of effort. That's a ton of effort. For Netflix. For Netflix. But for movies, for movies it is not. No, they for, would have done like Avengers, more rounds. Not even close. I mean, all the not all even. the individual actors went on Fallon and whatever and uh, Kimmel. No, they and, did that for for this movie too. Right, but I'm saying like if if let's say Marvel was involved, I would say that the advertising budget that they were given with Netflix, advertising wise, not the budget, just the advertising budget, probably a quarter of what Marvel would have done. Yeah, maybe. Like they plaster it all over your brain, dude. The Irishman didn't get nearly as much. Which I guess they're also going for an older audience than Marvel does, so they're not going to focus on social media advertisement as much. Which is why I'm going to see more than anything, considering I don't really watch TV anymore. The news. (laughs) The news. Yeah, I feel like reaching the audience that they wanted to reach, like all the nostalgic mafia movie fans, they they don't need to go through all that bullshit. It's going to be word of mouth. Once they hear Scorsese, Pacino, and De Niro, everybody's showing up regardless. I mean, organized crime in movies will forever be a thing but just the mafia-esque certainly is not as popular and probably shouldn't be as popular but well because they they beat it to death man there's so many shitty mafia movie made they beat it mafia movies made the the crap out of it man gangster movies i think we beat the crap out of the irishman for the day yeah i think so watch it there's a a combined community try even though those are at the end there you go watch the i have a community try good a separate one good um what uh all right, I bring up this topic. I said you told me to save this for the pot and I will. Um Oh yeah. What um something I saw, we're gonna talk about our, our our saltiest of the week, our combined, I guess, agreed upon saltiest. We're gonna talk about is in the music industry. Something I wanna talk about that I saw on Twitter. Well, this is the this is part of the whole thing. But something I saw about I saw on Twitter was Billy Eilish. Controversial here for a moment, Not people. Really. Wait, I need to take a rip out of this bowl real quick to, to prepare for the for how heavy and deep and 
politically div- divisive we're about to be. It's not going to be that politically divisive. They're right. deep. I'm <laughs> over-exaggerating. <laughs> over-exaggerating. Well, John's <laughs> taking that rip. I want everybody to know. I asked him before the podcast aired. Me and John, we both enjoy eggnog around the holidays. So if you're not an eggnog person, I'm sorry. This is really a pro-nog house- household. I'm going to demand that Max also rips this bowl. Um, yeah. Even though I don't live in this household, I'm declaring it pro-nog. However... I do think that humans probably shouldn't consume dairy. I've like come to this. I, I say I've come to this conclusion like I'm a fucking scientist doing tests. But my body has been telling me, okay, no, no dairy, sir. Let's please. just take a quick dairy digression because I work in the dairy department. Oh, hell yeah. Give me some dairy digression. First of I all, I do agree that most, most of the dairy that's out there is absolute positively like just, just crap. Most of the dairy milk that is like your Walmart milk, your Target milk, your 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 Tops milk, just that general dairy milk is coming from factory farms. And the United States actually has one of the loosest restrictions on what ca- what is allowed to be in your milk. This is this is this might be a trigger warning. Like I think something around like the hundreds of thousands of parts per million or something like that of pus can be in most factory farm milk and that's gross. Um, there's also a ton of hormones, antibiotics. Uh, they're not eating uh, a vegetarian feed. They're eating like they could be eating meat, which is kind of strange. Like um, cows eat meat. Some of their some of their feed doesn't. It does not have to be vegetarian feed. But do I'm saying would a cow eat meat? Normally? Not in the way you think. Like they sit down with a fork and knife. But it might be well, a clearly part. <laughs> it might be part of their feed. Like in in part. Oh of my it. god! I some understand of, a lot that of it might be getting in the. Feed. I'm asking if a cow were to just be living. No. naturally i mean maybe would it would it in its natural life consume if meat? you starve anything it'll look for food that's not what i'm asking i'm saying in its natural diet no is meat, like no. is it gonna fuck it up it's gotta fuck it who up. knows bro and then the main thing that they eat is corn which we all know corn is pretty fucked up anyway really corn is fucked up bro i like corn i like it too don't tell me this no Wait, corn's corn corn's up. not good for you there's no corn's corn like a major most crop. like 99 percent of the corn you're thinking of that corn is been genetically modified. It's like one of the most genetically. Oh, is it modified. like bananas? How like a, na- Kinda, a normal yeah. banana Similar you would never idea. you would never want to eat type thing. Similar idea. Fuck all these yellow things, man. Um, but oh. either way, I think that. I think that dairy should be taken less. That lactose intolerant enzyme we have that allows us to tolerate lactose that breaks it down. We did not have that naturally. We we evolved that. We adapted that. Let's say. Um, and, and I think that a lot more people just don't, just don't fuck with dairy anymore because it's like their diet, they feel bad. Their digestion, like physically feels bad. So there's a lot of milks out there right now that are like, Oh, easier on digestion. I think that there's really clean milk out there. Like we, we at the, at the store I work at sell some really clean dairy milk, no antibiotics, no growth hormones, pasture raised open field like clean there's milk in glass bottles there like old style like super clean and you've had them yeah i've tried a How lot do of they them. taste in comparison to like your standard two well i i try most of the time when i try it it's a chocolate variety because like fuck it oh yeah and it's good it's good bro well, see i don't know if chocolate but i'm good, still that's like going to a pizza place and getting their their like steak pizza and like trying to judge right. the whole restaurant no you gotta get no pepperoni i've had some or of their cheese. white milk i've had some of their white milk not as much of a the variety, but here's the thing. I, I I think there's some really clean milk out there, and I think the dairy business is like failing, but I still am not. I'm not drinking. I'm not. That's not my drink. 
I'm not drinking it at dinner. I barely use it in my cereals. I'm still plant-based. And out of the plant-based, almond's the shittiest. There you go. I said it, folks. Almond milk is good, but it's tasting. The, arguably the worst of the plant milks. For the planet, tasting, and, uh, well, it might be better than coconut for sure. But oat milk's the game, the game changer. So that's that. But didn't we want to get into a tweet? But I love eggs. Yes, a tweet. But this I has love to eggs. Do, <laughs> this has to do with the music industry. Um, so thanks for the digression, folks. But you want Billy, me to pull up the tweet so I can no, read it like no, word for word. No, that's your tweet. That's the second tweet. This one's short. That one gets into the this whole. This is separate. Oh, you're doing yeah. Billy Eilish. Yeah. Right, 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 right. Before we get super controversial, John's tweet. Mine's, <laughs> mine's a warm up. Mine's a warm up. Okay, okay, let's go. <laughs> Billy Eilish on a late night show. Someone clipped it. Put it on Twitter. I hit play. She doesn't know who Van Halen is at all. <laughs> Wait, and then someone quoted it and said something like, um. Like, oh, Billie Eilish, a girl who didn't grow up when Van Halen peaked, expected to know who Van Halen is. Like, I feel bad for these people. Like, something like that. Some tweet. I don't want to pull it up. Some tweet along those lines. Like, the person was basically defending Eilish because she was she's 17 or 18, so she wasn't born when Van Halen was born. Okay, first of all, let me break Billie Eilish down for all of you guys who don't know. Oh, my goodness. <laughs> Why do I feel like you're about to t- attack this person who just... <laughs> I'm not going to attack what you too much. What do you have much. against I'm gonna, her? I'm going to put some facts out there that, oh every, that everybody needs to be aware of. Now, let me, I don't like this energy. Disclaimer, though. Disclaimer. John's, the energy, the energy John's bias you... is coming out. Disclaimer. Disclaimer. No, <laughs> my bias is 100% coming out. <laughs> Disclaimer. 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 Uh, bad guy. Enjoy the song. I don't know her other songs, but I enjoy that one. You haven't like, looked oh, through no, her discography? Oh, no, 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 no. The one album where it's like dark. What's it called? And there's like a red. It's a lot of red, a lot of black as the colors. Either way, I listen to that album. She's a good singer. She's talented. And songwriter. You got to admit that her songwriting she is them? unique. I don't know if she writes them or not. Her and her brother, yeah. Okay. It's like a oh, big thing. Her and her brother Phineas, right? right. Phineas. The only Phineas I've ever heard of uh, born in the U.S. Phineas O'Connell. Um, Wait, that's the last name? Yes. Wow. They're Irish as fuck. Yeah. No, she's talented and she's enjoyable. And she's, uh, I'm not, I, I respect her music, but people need to understand something People who defend her in that way, first of all, know who Van Halen is. Don't be a rock, don't be a rock, uh, you know, fanatic, but she, know where all your music is influenced from. Hers is not influenced from Van Halen. Every, all of rap and pop today, all those beats wouldn't exist without blues, which which influenced rock, which influenced everything else. No one did rock star level tours and shows until rock stars did it, bro. Rap, yeah, the rap, Beatles. The Beatles. You're talking about like the Beatles. The, like the rock you're speaking of happened 20, 30 years before Van Halen. Right. Van Halen rock. But they is all way influenced later. each other. And, and okay, let's just let's just move on. The influence. This isn't if music you were, podcast. If you said, if you said like Kanye influenced Chance, I'd be like, yes, yeah, 100%. obviously. But like that's a loose connection. All right, let's just move on from that. Let's just move on from music theory into this, the meat and the potatoes. Right. Billy Eilish, someone who How, I also do want to add that I'm 21 and I fucking know who Van Halen is. I literally watched. How do you? Well, here's I watched question. the Eruption solo twice the, today. Actually, that's cr- <laughs> just there's, today. There's, there's some French chip. How do you, How do you grow up in the last 30 years and you don't at least hear a Van Halen reference and or a song or song clip even? Okay, on a show. I or, guarantee if you played the Eruption four second clip that we all could like, you know. I guarantee she would know. Oh, she would probably know. She would probably be like, this is familiar. She'd probably be able to hum along with it and even know like where it goes. Right. I, I just think... She, but well, This is on a late night show, right? No one should which know. Late, which late night show was this? I don't on? know. Kimmel, maybe. Either way. 
I don't, I don't blame her that much for this. There's a kid next to me at work I, who's 19. I don't 19. blame her. You're going you're gonna to hate this. I just want to know how much more. You're going to lose your mind real quick. Ready, ready for this? Kid next to me at work. That guy's he, a, he's 19. Yeah, he's kind of, but go ahead. <laughs> that, is, that is a good way to describe him. He's kind of, but okay. <laughs> um, it's going to sound like we edited out a word. We didn't. We just paused. <laughs> um, he's only seen like less than 15 movies in his life. And the what? vast majority, listen to this, 80%. At least involve either Jim Carrey or Adam Sandler. So basically, he's seen fifteen movies, all of them being Jim Carrey and Adam Sandler. Yeah, yeah. What? Is, what else does he watch? What does he do? He's watched Prison Break and oh, he talked about man. how great Prison Break was. And all I've ever, all I've seen of Prison Break is some of the worst acting in my life. In a random season two episode that I happened to catch at my buddy's house, I was like, "Yo." Real quick, this is unwatchable. <laughs> I literally, st- I was like, yo, hey, yo I know you quick, talk about this at the barbershop all the time about how this is your favorite show. It's dog shit. And from like then on, supernatural. he tells me, he's <laughs> literally like gone. He's like, yo, shows. you ruined that show for me. Like, I can't not notice how bad the acting is now. Like, I think about it every time I turn it it's on. It's crazy, like, not having cable and then, like, finding yourself in a situation, like, at a person's house where, like, they're watching cable. Shitty, shitty television. And you're just like. Well, th- he was watching it on, like, Prime or something. He wasn't watching. Regardless, it. it started at a cable channel. It's one of those shows, you know. Like, cable. I mean, there is still some good cable TV, like right? Dick Wolf's FBI. <laughs> <laughs> Dick Wolf. I don't know if that's good or not, but I'll he did. Watch law, anything he Dick did Wolf Law and Order. Than he, that's he what I'm saying. After every episode, executive producer Dick Wolf. <laughs> <laughs> I want to meet this Dick Wolf. Yeah, no, I feel like he knows what's up. Wait, where are we going with this? Billie Eilish. Eilish. Wait, wait. What Here, was, here's okay. what I'm saying. Here's the point of so all this. I'm not saying Halen. become a fanatic. I'm not saying. Um, first of all, the only thing the key, the tweet keyed me in on is people will defend anybody for anything on the internet. We've known this. B. I just want to see how far that goes. Who else oh, the does she I brought not know? The reason I brought up that kid who never watches anything but those 15 movies is that some people just haven't seen shit in certain genres, like. She just never got exposed, I'm guessing, I'm just going to guess, to that whole genre, really. Like, right. other than the radio, like, oh, what just came on. Well, here's the thing. I'm sure she, she never, her parents must have just never been a fan of that shit, or else she would have heard it. Well, they're fans of it. Her father and mother are both actors, and this one actor was in Iron Man. He was in... Wait, the, the parents? Yes. Billy Eilish. Okay, you have to understand something about this family. Phineas is a song, they're well song connected. guy. They're super not, well It's not just that, bro. They're, it's an entertainment family. The dad, the mom, actor, actress, uh, the brother. I they were music. I knew Phineas the brother. O'Connell. Bro. And then there's Billie Eilish. She didn't go to school, bro. She didn't go. At, at age eight, she stopped be, going to school. Home, yeah, homeschooled. She got homeschooled. That could, that could make so you not could, see. That could keep yes, you from Van that Halen. Could keep, because a lot of your friends plug your plug your stuff. Right. Which All of my music She doesn't need those. She doesn't need to know who they are to have a successful music career and produce good music. She's obviously shown that. But to some level, if you're a music, if you want to, if you're a musical person who was putting out music you have to like at least try to keep the illusion that people who make music know about music at least try well if she just fucking lied to the camera no, she and was lie. just like oh yeah i know she who that just, is no i see i want to see the clip now can you play audio from it or something i don't know it's not worth it i'll watch it afterwards and give a more solid opinion maybe next episode but i uh i agree with whatever the fuck that that guy tweeted about how it's okay oh yeah this is the the speech right at the top I still uh, don't know who Van Halen was. I'm sobbing is the first caption. I do know who Madonna is. You know, uh, can you name a Van Halen? Who? <sighs> no, I'm going to start crying. 
No, that's fine. That's fine. Is she also is she eighteen? The she's seventeen. The quote seventeen. The quote of this girl Who gives a fuck if she's seventeen. The seventeen year olds know nothing. Why do we expect quote, her to know anything? The quote: Wow, seventeen year old girl doesn't know of a band whose peak was nearly forty years ago. That's yeah. crazy. Aha! Uh-huh. I don't agree with that. Okay. Oh, Max doesn't know who won the Civil War, which peak was 200 years ago. Aha. Uh-huh. Yeah, you should. That might be the most field. irrelevant comparison you've ever made in your life, Max. Aha. Uh-huh. That might and be if, the dumbest fucking field, comparison. <laughs> if you're in a field, it's the, it's the same logic as Twitter. That's, Civil War. That's Twitter logic. Civil War and Van, Van Halen. Civil War and Van Halen. Okay. Not the same level of importance. Okay. Let's just say <laughs> musically, Van Halen should be someone you know. Just know by name. Right. If you're or mus- at least know the eruption If you're solo. pretending to be a musical artist, if you want to tell people that you know the craft, which you don't have to know the craft anymore. She doesn't claim to be a going. big music aficionado. There are people who are like, yo. No, she doesn't. A Tribe Called Quest raised me. That shit was like all 90s. Like, I know everything about 90s hip-hop, blah, blah, blah. And I don't know if she claims that about 90s hip-hop, but I'm saying no. she doesn't portray herself like that way because she's 17. I think that's fine. Honestly, if she was like 19, 20... Here's my then scary. Here's, here's what this all different. leads to: the scariest question. So, she's 17. She represents the generation below us and below. You got to get through do her we, discography. What do we not? Where what's the cutoff of uh, musical era that uh, is acceptable for the kids below us? Well, I feel like that's always changing. It is always. You think, well, you know, you think well, our era, the latest, the farthest we go back is the 70s and 60s. Not even the 60s. Pretty much just the 70s for our friends. Right? Like, I personally listened to, like, yeah. Dion and the Belmonts from the fucking 40s and Excepting shit. Excepting some, like, huge names that might have started before then. Like, mm. we all know Sinatra. Right. I wonder if if you asked her Sinatra. She would have to know Sinatra. Uh, ever, yeah. Right. But, like... I don't know. That's what I, I was saying. I think That's I'm why one of the I only thought people, that tweet was interesting. Like, I'm one of the only people I know that enjoys like doo-wop and like shit from like doo-wop. the pre-1950s. I didn't know you were a doo-wop guy. Dion and the Belmonts, the Penguins, Earth... You never heard Earth, Earth Angel from... I've uh, heard of... Earth Angel is a song from uh, Back to the Future where he's like he's like on stage and he's like starting to disappear. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Earth Angel, Earth Angel. It's amazing. I uh, karaoke it along with guess what the only band I figured out that I can karaoke like all of their songs Weezer. I know <laughs> not only are they always in my range because the singer is not a good What's singer. What's your favorite Weezer album? Blue. What do you mean? Oh okay. The hell kind of fuck? No, there was like a thing about well, it. Well, technically the name of the album isn't even the Blue album. It's just uh, Weezer, which is a common misconception. Um, second favorite though, and this is gonna make me sound like not a true fan, the Teal album. Which is their cover album that came out in like 2019. <laughs> I was gonna say, like, why, dude? Have you heard their All version right. of TLC? We're not, we're not doing. Weezer. Listen, listen to me right now. Weezer podcast. Tell me, you haven't heard their version no, of I've No Scrubs? No Scrubs? TLC? Their version? Fire, fire, bro! <laughs> it's nuts. This is like an SNL sketch. <laughs> um, Where are we going with this? Your t- your tweet. Which we're goes, done with Eilish? We're done with that? Yeah, I just wanted to point out the fact. I want to know where, where their cutoff <clears throat> is going to be. Like, are they going to start at 1990? They might, bro. They might. Yeah. A lot of 90s hip hop is probably the most common and popular overdone retro throwback thing right now. Yeah. Because retro and throwback are both huge for the last like two, three years. Depending on how you do each one of those. But yeah. Right. People aren't going throwback country. Well, some people are corny. But go ahead. True. All right. I also want to add that I named my cat Billy with an IE and gave her a like v- like a, a volt yellow uh, collar because of Billy Eilish. Okay, uh, next topic is another tweet, but it's also 
connected to more so of a topic itself. Um, let me find it. There it is. All right. Do you think this is this is the tweet? Do you think by Black people, Jason Bateman? Yeah, I, that's which, important. I see. I'm not mad at that name. <laughs> I'm not mad either. I'm just saying it's that's important kind of for funny people name. to go and find this this tweet if they want. And then his his uh, his username is at your music whore. And the dude's got a legit following. He's like a music reviewer type thing. Like he's uh he's got a lot of YouTube. He's got what six hundred thousand YouTube subscribers. All right. So he goes. Do you think white people understand rap music? Question mark. So far, that's not the worst. I'm not angry at that sentence. If that's a genuine question, I'm not angry. I'm not at that angry sentence. at that sentence. Right. It's a very answerable question. And then he continues. This is all one tweet. If I were to ask you what you like so much about K. Dot, Pusha T, Freddie Gibbs, Benny the Butcher, outside of technical rap skill, comma, what about their music? Do you, as a white fan, relate to question mark? Now, <sighs> even the whole tweet isn't the isn't offensive to me yet because I I couldn't decipher the intent behind it. Right? I'm not offended. There's by multiple it. ways. I'm, if he's I'm asking more offended this, that more people on Twitter are using bad arguments to do anything. But go on. So the words themselves, I'm not mad at. It's the intent behind that I end up getting mad at because I went through the comments and saw his responses to people in order to try to gain a sense of how he meant the question. Right. And then I found out that he was just he was baiting white people into giving an, an opinion that could sound vaguely racist and then trying to fire back at them. So, uh, yeah, and then he lies about it and puts right underneath it, to the people deeply hurt and spiritually attacked, no, I'm not asserting any fact here. Uh, I'm simply asking a question. However, when another music reviewer responds... Which actually, it sounds like somebody else typed that tweet. Right. <laughs> when like when a, a music person. reviewer, somebody in the same field as him, a white guy, responds with precise questions... precise I'm sorry, precise answers concerning every artist he named in his original tweet. He goes, Kendrick, existential or damn near biblical angst of trying to be better than one's vices. Completely accurate as somebody who would say, I think Kendrick's probably my favorite rapper. Top two. You know what I'm saying? Right. Was, to Pippa Butterfly was the first album that I was ever allowed to listen to uncensored start to finish. And I ended up listening to it pretty much every day for like a couple months. Who put restrictions on your music? My parents. I grew up in the evangelical bubble. Bro. We went about this last... I last thought that was just your school. You're talking about this shit was at home too, bro? Dude, I couldn't have... Damn. Like, I had a lock on my iTunes shit where How I couldn't did you not download... not listen to Eminem when he, was, when he was hot in 2002? Music. Bro, I couldn't download music unless I asked my parents song for song. That's like, they had the password to iTunes, and that was that. You know what I'm saying? Like, if it had the E next to it, the explicit E, out of there. I could. Li- I was listening to the clean version of Eminem stuff. I remember that. I was listening to some random nice. M shit. Back when he was hot. Now <clears throat> it doesn't matter. And maybe matter. because of that and his music videos, maybe old J shit. And that was it, right? And the only reason I could get away with J was because my dad fucked with, like, Empire State of Mind. <laughs> like, like, Your dad was like, yeah, my dad, for some re- boys. My dad doesn't do have any an problem State with 90s hip-hop for some reason. Even mm-hmm. though all the topics are essentially the same as my Essentially. Whatever. Um, so he goes, Kendrick, existential push, snide but haunted vibe of having seen shit and come out on the more powerful, gives a reason for Gibbs, and then goes, but that's just me, hashtag shrug. And then the dude responds, do you ever feel awkward or socially irresponsible consuming those stories as entertainment like way to phrase that in the way 
that an angsty journalist would phrase it trying to get an actor to slip up in an interview and say some dumb shit. Right. You know what I'm saying? Like That was a bait. It's such a bait question, Mr. Fucking Here's the Black thing, though, Jason about that. Bateman. Here's the, here's the whole thing. <laughs> Play on words. About that whole, uh, that whole thing, though. I saw that just about the time you said it to me. Actually, I was like scrolling it. Mm-hmm. And it got very big. Well, not very big. It got all, big quickly in our community because it doesn't have. It only has like three thousand likes. On there's a tweet. lot going on there from the from the psychological perspective. A, when you read a tweet, and this is this is the case for. I could probably make a good guess at eighty-two percent of Twitter users. They see they if they read a question, just a question. You're not asserting. He wasn't asserting any fact technically. Te- what she says. They just think that, that that a person is asserting the fact of whatever answer they come up with in their mind, and that's just that's just what people do on Twitter. If I ask a question like, "What has Trump done that was great for our economy?" People will think because I use the word "great" or just because I put that question out on Twitter that that's what I must think he's done all these great things for the economy. You're automatically a MAGA guy supporting just right. just off of or that it's sarcastic. If people really know me, they're just like, "Oh, that's sarcastic." Which I also want to add, just because I have to, just because you brought this up in this light, we fucking hate Trump. I just need right. to, I need to say that now, <laughs> right? Because in this climate, we could just be automatically, "Oh, they're Tea Party, they're far right." right. Just like that. Not yeah, that we have no. a big enough I just podcast use that to where it so easy for everybody to read like that and go, oh, he must like Trump. No, I don't. I don't We're I don't both really like left-leaning uh, independent people, I would say. <clears throat> right? Yes. That's, left, that's left-leaning. accurate. Left-leaning. So I would, I would always say I'm closer to moderate than I am left, but I'm on the left. You're left of center. Right. As they say. As they say. Way. Let's just let's just let, let's way. let's pick this part a little bit. I don't let I I don't think people should be posting these questions on Twitter. B to say that somebody can't like like it this all ties in like Billie Eilish too. She doesn't know Van Halen, which is unfortunate, but she doesn't need them to relate to the rest of music or to relate to a but, wide audience. But you know what we, influence you I can am a hear? White-ish male. White-ish. <laughs> if you saw Max, you'd be like, he ain't white. But if you took a genetic test, he's pretty much white. <laughs> and I, I mixed. I had, I have Sicilian in me, so it's. <laughs> you said mixed. It's a port, bro. What do you mean it's a port? No, I'm not saying All I mixed. I'm saying my heritage, my white heritage. It's mixed. I'm mixed. There's a lot of mixes in there. Right. Three percent Jewish. I'm right? not mixed. Three percent Jewish. Jewish. Three percent Jewish. Yeah. <laughs> um, Eastern Europeans in there. Ooh, ooh, this is random. What? I need to say this. Someone said that the fucking afros for the for the disco downtown were racist. Like the people, people wearing Afro wigs for a disco party, Who? the world's largest. Di- Who said this? Someone on Twitter, bro. Someone wants to slap. Someone on Twitter specifically talking about the world's largest disco in Buffalo, Which is New weird York. That this is the year a lot of people were that we know when. Two Isn't things, that weird, two, bro? Two things real quick. <laughs> Am I not the only one who thinks that's weird? Two things real quick for the stupid bitch that tweeted not that. Not to go, but that this is the year they chose. One, I'm sitting across from a white man with an Afro right now. Max has a fucking well, eight-inch fro right now. Yes. I don't know about eight. You could pull it straight, but you could pull a black guy's fro straight if you, you know what I'm saying? Like it's, I cut black hair all the time. You have an afro as far as I'm concerned. Now, is it a classic full bodied fro? No, we get the ball fit on the sides. Yeah. But that top is a goddamn fro. That, your curls are like within, your curls, your curls are less than two centimeters wide. That is a tight curl. It is a bro fro. Yes. All right. So A, you don't need to be black to have an afro. B, my uncle, who is full blooded Italian and looks like a clone of me. Had an afro to the point where his friends called him Mooney because his head was the shape of the goddamn moon. 
Like everybody to this day calls this 50-year-old man Mooney from back in the whatever day when he had a fro without a perm. That's crazy. Like he had a natural fro. So, like, so she could ju- you could just go fuck off. You're just looking to virtue signal for the what, left. He, what was he? Where is he from? And where was his, what's his, his heritage makeup? He's 100% Italian. He's, uh, he's my dad's half-brother, so I don't know his... Like Roman Italian? Yeah, we don't got no Sicilian. I mean, he could be Sicilian for all I know, like partially, because just because we don't share all the same genetics. Sure. But I know he only has Italian and slash or Sicilian. You know what I'm saying? Like, Word. I guarantee... Yeah, no, no, I get it. Like, it would have came up in conversation. Right. Like, we, we're, I'm in my family considered to be, like, one of the least Italians, and I'm in the 80s percentile. Like, I'm, like, over 80% Italian. Why do they consider you the least? Because I'm not 100%. And everybody at every family party, unless they married in, which there are a surprise, and there's, like, two or three married in non-Italians, or, like, not 100%ers. And uh, it's only my generation who has less than 100%. Like the oh, like you and your brothers, me, my brothers, and like my cousins on like the one side are the only not one hundred percenters, unless you married him, which is which is so it's like new to my family. Like if you came over when my dad's side of the family is over, you would think that it's like a scene. It doesn't it doesn't look like a scene out of an Italian movie, but it verbally all you hear is the the shit you would hear a bunch of fucking Dago saying. Oh, ooh! Which, the by word, the way, the word "gabagool" doesn't exist. First okay, of all, okay, I need to really, rant. It's slang. From I think Sopranos me ranting about this "gabagool" thing is way more important Italians. than me ranting about. Um, I looked this up before the podcast. Yeah, we had a whole conversation. We had a with whole about this. conversation. You want to hear some racist shit, yo? <laughs> we had this whole thing. white people, and by white people in this scenario, I mean white people who aren't Italian. So pause. Just so you know, John, I'm going to check you really quick. Just so you know, when the first Italians came over on boats, bro, they were discriminated against, right? Right. And over the course of years, especially through being, res- you know, family respect, like respect the family, which eventually evolved into the mafias, but we'll not get into that. They fought, fought tooth and nail to be considered white. Right. Okay. Unpause. All right. Gabagool is just something that people who aren't, that people who aren't Italian say because they think they've heard Italians say it in a funny way. And it's a funny word to say. There's a meat <laughs> called Capicola. Do you hear any goddamn G's in that word? No. No, you, you don't. Hey, listen, let me finish, damn it. Let me finish. <laughs> the Sopranos did this, bro. They did this to everybody. The Sopranos fucked up. The New Jersey Italians they made- call. Do you call sauce gravy? Don't. No, I do not. I hate Shut up and let me talk. Let me talk. I hate it. Sopranos ruined it because they're from Jersey. Correct. And Jersey Italians are the biggest Dago stigma (laughs) in the U.S. 90% of the Italians in the U.S. came through New York City. Correct. Ellis Island. So, obviously a bunch of them are going to end up in Jersey. And obviously those are going to be the worst ones because, (laughs) because fuck Jersey. Cause just sorry to, the state of sorry New to Jersey, any listeners you know. in Jersey. Let me pump my own gas. I have a <laughs> thank you. I have a best friend in Jersey, so and we always talk shit. I'm fucking around. We should trade New Jersey For, to who? Anybody. <laughs> it's, here's the thing. Here's the problem with New Jersey. It's one of the most American places to be. So you couldn't even trade fucking it nowhere. Anybody. You could get rid of Florida and like give it to any random other country, and they'd be like, "Fuck this too." <laughs> the water when we everybody <laughs> would agree that they that's have a an earthquake that's too big, but like. Jersey is like the East Coast to a T. It's all the terrible things about the East Coast put into one. 
Which is why it's it's the it's the shitty we weather detach it and the and angry everybody people of Boston it and Listen. lets it drift. <laughs> it's the shitty weather and the angry people of Boston, mixed with the scumbaggery and need to survive that New York creates, <laughs> to make this fusion right of of Dagos, asshole apparently. Boston right because it's just Northeast Dagos, territory. Apparently. <laughs> yeah, yeah, and guess who got to just portray that fucking Italian people. <laughs> <laughs> Dude, it's fucking yeah. I the don't... way they talk, in, but why in gravy, that show, yo? Don't call sauce gravy. Dude, don't do don't, it, bro. I don't know a single person that calls it gravy. I hear it, bro. I've also never I heard the it. word uh, gabagool used by any Italian person ever. It, seriously. Because it's capital. Yeah. And also, when you ask, ask any person that's using the word gabagool what it means, and they're going to be like, I don't know, is it like a dish exactly. or something? <laughs> right. They're literally, they won't know because it right. doesn't exist. It does not. It's just, it's just an unfortunate culture. Weren't we talking about this tweet? You know what? I think people I think people saying gabagool is more racist than white people listening to rap. <laughs> How about that? Or or wearing afros to the disco apparently. It's also more racist than wearing afros to the disco. No, that guy was definitely I don't know, those tweets pissed me off, man. If we're coming full circle, yeah, he was baiting and yeah, he made it sound like that was his idea that he somehow to come up with that question, he believed what he was trying to ask. Like, yeah, I don't think white people can listen to rap, which goes which is going to uh, walk right into our saltiest, which is what we'll do right now. No name. Where she tweeted about her not wanting to perform for white crowds anymore. It all started, it seems like, with her first tweet that people really don't mention a lot, that they told her to chill with the... She tweeted, y'all really pushing the idea that black people can't come to my shows because of black death and financial restraint, as if baby Megan and Shmino shows ain't black as hell. Say you don't like my shit and move around, LOL. That was the first tweet. And then there's more. She talks about having two shows left, and then she's chilling. She's, quote, I don't want to dance on stage for white people. Um, so she's having a rant. She is upset. What are our thoughts about this? Another person, younger person in the music industry who might not understand yet that right now, you know, if you go to certain cities, or you go to certain areas, your show is going to be predominantly white. Or if you go to certain uh, shows in other areas, they're going to be predominantly black. That's not. That's just a fact. That's just a fact. Like if you, it's this is a national. If you're going on a national tour, you're going to have some stages that are predominantly one way or the other. Some that are mixed. Like Dude, when you go, it's not your fault. It's redlining in the bank. Every show I've fault. gone to has it's never been a predominantly black black crowd, and it's always been a black artist. And the ones that I go to are. I mean, Chance talks about and is very representative of the black community struggles. Like he's he doesn't shy away from his, no, his race being in, involved in his like, music at all. Yeah. They're extremely white. What else? What else? Flatbush zombies. One one that you wouldn't Bro, think of as a super Flatbush white crowd. Zombies is on a lineup that's coming up in May. Everybody else on the lineup is a metal or punk band. And oh, okay. then it's Flatbush Zombies. Like okay. well, that, obviously they're appealing yeah. to some other demographics. Yeah. All right. So we won't include Flappers then. But rap can Either appeal way. to every demographic. Cole, Cole, Who cares, Jay bro? fucking Cole, You're bro. Selling tickets. The woke, the woke artist, right? Jay Cole rides a bike. The dude has freeform dreads. He doesn't even. He refuses to have uniform dreads. He wants freeform dreads because they're more natural to to uh, the the origins of dreaded right. hair, of locks and right. whatnot. Even his crowds are like, I don't know, eighty percent white, if not more. Oh, for sure. That's the thing, bro. That that's just consuming the music, and like it's not just us. Yeah. It's so all, all everybody's those consuming listens. the music. Some people don't go to concerts. You want to so if you want she, more people to go to concerts, then then you know do your best to to advertise to to, to everybody and make shows that it could in areas that could include 
people does, that you does she want to give back all the money no. and, and the views and the clicks and the listens on Spotify and Apple Music that white people gave her? Because if she if she could give all that back, then then it's then it's whatever. Then you're giving back what they gave you, and you're taking from them what you gave to them. But if you're just gonna say fuck making music for these people, that essentially, according to her, gave her her career back. via clicks and being fans of hers. Well, it it goes back to like like Does think, she not so think, I think Jordan Peele's Get Out okay, where right. where racist white people historically have put black people on on display for that for their amusement for their mm-hmm. entertainment it's horrible there's a little bit of that where when she says i don't want to dance on stage for white people she wants she wants basically to be reassured that what she's doing is for her own culture too and we all were no one's saying it's not but when she goes when she does shows like this she doesn't see it so there are a lot of people on twitter that are like yo listen to your music and why don't you think that more black people like it. I was like, hmm, she also I don't know if that's, I don't know if something. that's a good point for them to make in this situation because her music isn't any more like Caucasian directed than any other black artist. Like it's not like it's it's not like she ignores uh, like black problems in her music. Like she still is very right. connected to the culture. It seems. It seems. Yeah, she's doing cultural like, things, but she she's not seeing it. I think that's because what she that's was not who buys about. tickets to the shows doesn't mean you're not hitting a black audience. Still, you know what I'm saying? Like she's still spreading whatever message she wants to spread successfully, and I think she's just mad that a byproduct of that happens to be that at the shows, it she's looking out into a face of people that she didn't intend she, to be her audience. Her idea of the audience was different from what showed up. But imagine if, if imagine I'm trying to think of an example because there is and no she in that first one. tweet she said that they are really trying to uh, push the idea of y'all sorry are really trying to push the idea that black people can't come to my shows because of death and financial strait. It's the same argument that clubs give Buffalo artists in Buffalo. Like no, we don't want to have hip hop at our venues because of fights because of you know damages that might happen. Like yeah, there's a little bit of racial undertones there from those owners for sure. Yep. So it's like she's being frustrated with that, you know. If she's this un- unrestrained on, on Twitter, what if she really faces some serious shit in the music industry that I'm sure is there? And then she tweets about it. Is she going to get, you know, come at? No. I don't know, Matt. She, here's the other thing is that she was talking about in these tweets how, like, quitting, no more albums, blah, right. blah, blah, done. And then someone was like, wait, but we're going to get this album? She was like, oh, of course. So this is a fucking PR stunt. At its core, it's like, or it turned into that at some point. It's like one of those PR stunts that's like more, more frequent these days, where it's perfectly crafted, where it'll cause a little bit of a stir on the internet, and some like pop culture blogs will blog about it. But it's not enough to send them to prison, like six nine, or it's not enough for them to get canceled. Controversy draws attention to a person, you know, fan, fan base. She found something to get money off of it. She found something to get outraged about. To try to draw a bigger fan base, and it, was like and it didn't the, work. The per- well, it was the perfect degree. We're talking about it. I mean, it was the perfect degree to stir up a certain level of. I think she. I think. I think that her decent, name is out there more for sure. No I've name. Seen a decent amount of tweets, and I, I. This isn't the most accurate depiction of what the public thinks. I've seen a decent amount of tweets from both black and white people being like, "Yo, No Name kind of lost me on this. Like, I don't know what she's going off about right now. Like this. Like, why are you talking shit about? Like, this doesn't make sense. Basically, if you, if she wants to say. I'm uncomfortable with the fact that it's constant all white crowds all the time for music that I intended to speak to a black audience more. That's one thing. But saying you're going to quit music from it is like the child's reaction. You know what I'm saying? As opposed to 
just giving your opinion. Right. Making such a radical, clearly temporary remark. Because clear, just like what, clearly you're going to keep like making music. It's like what dead. Like, oh, I'm quitting music. Yeah, every time Conor McGregor says he's retired or from I'm fighting. I'm retiring from fighting. Or, or, or Mayweather. Who else? Kanye retired from music technically at some point, right? Sure. I don't fucking know. It's all bullshit. It's all temporary. It's all just something they felt in the moment to say that would stir up the right words. Fine. <laughs> Fine. Okay. <laughs> Fine. Ugh. Um, she was tweeting support at Ari Lennox saying that due to Viacom owning BET, that's why she didn't win it or something. I don't really, I don't really have an opinion on that. I just thought I'd throw that in. There. I have no idea the background. But of it makes that. it that actually kind of ties. It might. No, nah. I mean, no. Nah. Any media is a circus, bro. For they call a media circus for a reason because there's always someone, you know, directing that circus. That's all you gotta know. Wise oh. words today. Well, did you have a a tries before we wrap up? Because uh, my tries was the Irishman, which we discussed. Mm-hmm. My try would be any any smokers out there, anybody who enjoys marijuana, ever so often, you know. Sure. If you ever feel bored with it as a hobby, go get yourself. Go treat yourself today. I'm telling you, go to the head shop, get yourself a little toy. Get, get <laughs> I a new, need to say it like that. Get a new bowl. There you go. Get a new bong. Okay. A, a, a dab rig. Uh, just a new bowl a head do- for your spend, bong. Spend the 300 on a Dr. Dabber. <laughs> <laughs> Yo, I almost got a Puffco Peak for 400. I'd straight up, I thought about it, dude. <laughs> I want one. Whatever. That'd be a sick Christmas gift. Molly. Um, <laughs> Yo, <laughs> subliminal message. She don't. She don't support me and listen to this shit anyway. She won't hear that. Um, oh, I got it. Treat yourself to a good mattress too. Invest in something that's you're gonna spend a third of your life on. I just got myself a king size nectar memory foam mattress. And while normally memory foam is not what's recommended, if you go nice enough, you won't have the problems that some of the cheap memory foam ones have, where like you. You make a depression in one spot of the, the bed, and it becomes like a hole that you always sleep in. That doesn't really happen if you get like a nice stiff one. And king size, bro. I know. You got king. King. Nobody. Savage. At no point did I think to myself, queen. Because full was not big enough for two people. And I, and I immediately in my head was like, guess I got to get a king. What? What happened to Queen? Why did <laughs> Bro, I don't know what happened to Queen. Your wallet your wallet made you forget Molly about it. Molly didn't say, "Hey, what about a Queen?" No, that was a scheme. Though. No. Molly schemed that. Oh, she's like, oh, even oh, she's like, "Oh, you're going to go spend $1,000 on a fucking mattress? Yeah, get the get the big one." <laughs> yeah. No, nah, I'm with you there. <laughs> she's like, "Queen, Queen who? Queen and Slim? You want to go see it? Queen what?" <clears throat> yeah, I, it was I'm, so expensive. I, love- I have to build a base for it. I refuse to buy a fucking uh uh, which, what's the word I'm looking for here? Bed frame? A frame, yeah. I refuse to buy a frame because they're all so goddamn expensive and I just spent so much on this that I'm literally going to Home Depot and getting uh, two-by-fours and building a fucking frame. Yeah, just do it that way. I'm like making like a pallet, basically. Sure. It looks cool. It looks I, I, I look forward to the day I'll, I'll, I buy a nice mattress. <laughs> Dude, they, they, uh, they had a Black Friday sale for 100 bucks off. That's why I did it. So $900 now. No, it was supposed to be 11 something <laughs> thousand dollars back to thousand um all right that's our show for you today folks i actually have to go run a class which sucks but you can find us spotify apple twitter past assault podcast past assault podcast 716 on twitter um we're gonna be more consistent you know My saltiest of the week is cow puss john that was john's saltiest of the week i hope that uh you all have a great time and and 
and we'll see you the next round.